Good morning, good afternoon, good evening and good middle of the night to those of us in the Wide Awake Club. Which, again, last night I was definitely a member. So I am sitting here in my little tiny weenie children's play tent, which isn't waterproof. In the pouring rain, I wonder if you can hear it. It's gentle at the moment. Just have a listen. Don't you love how nature's a performer as well? <laughs> right on cue. <laughs> yeah, sitting in a, a field uh, in Glastonbury, the UK. And um, I guess this, this morning's podcast, again, it's just another ramble about living totally, truthfully and passionately. And um, yeah, I was asked to come and do some cooking at this retreat centre, Earth Spirit, which is a very popular um, and well-known retreat centre in Glastonbury. I've held retreats here myself. I've been to uh, retreats here myself. And it's one of my favourites. And um, they, the retreats that I've been on have been made even more wonderful because of the standard of the food they cook. They really take into consideration all the dietary needs. And I am one of those people who has dietary needs. So it's good for me to be on the other side in the kitchen um, and I've learnt a lot about myself in this, uh, well, it's less than 24 hours I've been here already. And that's just, this is one of the reasons I like to live life totally, truthfully, passionately. Because it's a forever learning journey, you know, it really is. Learning about beliefs you had that aren't really true or don't serve anymore. And learning how our ways in the world can be experienced or perceived from the other side. So it's all good fun. So the first thing is, yeah, I was invited here and um, I've got this little tiny tent, which I've had probably about 12, 15 years now. And I love it. I love it. Even though the zip's broken, there isn't a fly sheet on top and it's not waterproof. It is so easy to put up. And so I have it in the car with me all the time. And I got here yesterday and the the chef, the van, said, oh, there's a room for you in the house, if you want a room. And also my friend Diana, who I thought would be here, um, said to me, oh, well, listen, hey, I'm away for the night, so there's a place in the, in the, um, the lotus tent. It's like a glamping thing. I didn't know that um, until I walked in. You can stay there. So I thought, oh, I'll stay in the tent. I'd rather be under canvas and on the land than in a property. So I walked into the glamping space, but it was too much like a hotel room for me. Typically Diana, although I believe she's sharing with somebody else, all purple and sparkly and rich and comfortable and luxurious with a kettle in and all sorts, two proper beds. And, and I thought, no, I want to sleep on the ground. So I put up my little tent, knowing that it's likely to rain in the night. But I have actually found a tarpaulin thing, so I've put that over it. And, fingers crossed, it's doing really well. So that's what I did. And then I went into the kitchen to start helping to cook. There is The, the van is there as the main cook, so I was just learning, because I've not worked in this kitchen before as a, as a cook. Uh, oops, things are leaking in my tent. Oh no, my blanket's wet. Oh. And... Um, I asked if we had any dietary requirements, and there's just one person in this group. I think there's about 32 in this group, 
and uh, just one person had um, expressed dietary needs and it was just gluten free and oh, actually it was quite complex so we were aware of that and that's fine no problem we made something special for that person about 40 minutes before dinner was served somebody came to the the door and said oh I just want to tell you, you know, I'm, I'm vegan oh okay so we had no record of that but um, majority of this food is vegan so that's okay no problem a little bit later on somebody came and said hey listen there's somebody here who has just told me they are sugar free and they don't do this and they don't do that and it's like oh okay so we've already got most of the food prepped but we can we can make a, a sugar free dessert there's no sugar in the main courses and the other stuff we can substitute with things 10 minutes before somebody comes and said oh hi i'm the vegan person and i said oh okay great um had a discussion what they could have and then the other person somebody else knocked on the door hi i'm the vegan person <laughs> and i'm like really okay so from one pre-ordered special foods request we now have four or five and then 15 minutes into serving the food when the food's all out there after about 15 even 20 minutes somebody comes and says hi i'm the person who doesn't eat this, doesn't eat that, doesn't eat the other, doesn't diddle it. And it's like, hmm, okay, so that's not the person we saw before. And she was get, she just had a, a bang on the head, this lady. And she was getting quite uh, stressed because, quite rightly so, Bavan was saying, it is, it's, I can't do anything about this really. I, you know, the food is out there, you can have this. You can, no, I don't eat that. No, I don't eat that. No. So I just calmly stepped in and said, okay, I hear you and I too have... Um, dietary requirements what is it you actually eat at home fruit and salad I said great great I said there's a huge bowl of fruit there and salad here yeah I can do you a little bit more salad if you like well no I want I'd like something cooking for me please something warm oh okay so Bavan stepped in really sorry at this stage of the game we can't do that you know all the food is bought in advance and we've prepped it all we've cooked it all had we known and I could see the lady was getting upset because I know what it's like. And what this brings up when our food is challenged or it, we, it appears that we're not going to be able to eat anything is a whole survival issue. And it happened to me once on, when I was living at Osho Leela and they were aware that I was allergic to mushrooms but unfortunately that day the cook chose to do everything with mushrooms in and when I spoke to them about it they were really grumpy and you can really eat this you're just being fussy you're just drawing attention to yourself and all of this and I said I'm not and it's okay don't worry because I put some lunch in the um, the big big freezer fridge and I can just get that out no you are not coming in my kitchen I am busy now he wasn't he'd already finished um, and he basically refused me any food now it was only one meal I can go two or three days without eating and often do but to have my food source refused sent me into a process of survival so I know what it's like when this is happening anyway we did calm the lady down we did um, explain to her that she can have you know what she could have and I think all is well but it just makes me realise, because I'm one of these people who doesn't want to be fussy, I don't want to make a, 
a scene. I don't want to put people out. But actually, from the cook's perspective, we appreciate knowing what people want. We appreciate giving them what they want as long as we know in advance. So again, it's one of these communication issues, isn't it? Um, and for me, what it's taught me is if I can be clear, because the same thing happens. I was out there and I made a sugar-free um, and gluten-free apple crumble. One portion for the person who said they were sugar-free and gluten-free and another portion for me, but it was in the same tin. I went out and there was half of it left. So I thought, great, the other person's had theirs because it was labelled. And a young lad was there and I said, oh, and he, he went to get some. I said, oh, are you the sugar-free person? Yeah, I, do, I don't have sugar. I said, oh, okay, right, I'm sorry, somebody else has taken your, you know. I said, but never mind, go on, you have it. And he said, oh, no, no, I didn't order it. I said, okay, well, somebody's ordered this. I need to go and check now whether they've had it or has somebody else taken the sugar-free portion without having, you know, ordered it. Went and found the per. went and asked, does anybody have a sugar-free diet? Are you the person who has the sugar-free diet? And this lady said, oh, yes, yes, I have the sugar-free diet. I ordered it. I asked her name, and yes, it, it came up on the list. It's fine. She was the one. And I said, oh, did you have your dessert? No, no, no. She said, I'm full. So what had happened was somebody had taken it upon themselves to take the sugar-free option, which, of course, means the person who'd ordered it could have lost out. Anyway, <laughs> what actually happened was I had the sugar-free dessert and then the sugar-free lady came in and said, hey, listen, don't cook me a, a sugar-free dessert tomorrow. I'd love that apple crumble. And he's like, uh-oh, already gone. So again, communication. Um, so what's this got to do with living totally truthfully and passionately? For me, this is the, um, the truthfully bit. You know, to actually, to, to be able to know what works for us and what doesn't work for us and to communicate that. And also not to see something we might like to try and take it. Just take it. It's not ours to take. And the other thing, of course, is, and I, again, I do this myself, so this is where my learnings come in. Yes, I am gluten-free. Yes, I don't do sugar. But on the odd occasion, if I see a chocolate cake, I want it. And I'll buy it, you know. So again, it's just realising our point, our place in this as well, my place in this as well. And that's the truthfully aspect. And as you can hear, the rain is coming down much more heavily now. My tent is beginning to leak. And so I'm going to end this a little bit prematurely because my truth is I need to get dressed, get this tent down and get to the kitchen in about 15, 20 minutes. So that's me this morning, living totally, truthfully, passionately, in the middle of a field, in the pouring rain in Glastonbury, and loving every minute of it. Enjoy your day.